While most black teas are produced in India, China, and Kenya, we found one that was actually grown in Georgia. No, not that Georgia, this Georgia. In this video, we're going to be doing a tasting of a black tea from Georgia to see how it compares to other black teas. Without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so what we have here is actually a black tea from Georgia, and what makes this tea so unique is its sourcing region. So this is actually the first tea I've had from Georgia, which is not really known as a tea sourcing region. Normally you have teas coming from, you know, black teas coming from China, India, even Kenya. Um, but this is the first time I've actually heard of a black tea coming from Georgia. So this is going to be a little bit of an interesting experiment. Um, I already have the tea brewing because I'm using 7 grams of leaves, uh, 150 milliliters of boiling water, and a brewing time of 3 minutes. So I already started the brewing process um, just, you know, to save some time. And if we take a quick look at the leaves here, they're much darker than the black teas that we've had in the past, certainly darker than the green teas and oolong teas we've had in the past. So you see they kind of have these um, charcoal colored leaves, these dark, really curly, wiry leaves. Uh, so this is something kind of interesting I thought was, was worth mentioning. Uh, I've been tasting this tea for the past couple of weeks, really gotten to know it, and uh, I'm, I'm very surprised and impressed by it. So we're going to go through a quick tasting of this tea which is the black tea from Georgia. Not Georgia the state, but Georgia the country. So let's go ahead and we can take a quick look at how the leaves are brewing. A little bit heavier leaves, they're not really floating to the surface, they're kind of mixing into the water evenly, uh, maybe even floating to the bottom uh, as they're brewing, but certainly these leaves are starting to expand and uh, release their, releasing their full flavor into the water. So let's go ahead and take a first tasting and pour this out. So this is kind of more what you would consider a true black tea, and I know that's biased, but I think we mostly know black teas as being a little bit darker, kind of having this reddish brown color, and that's actually why they're known as red teas in China and Japan, or Hongcha or Wakocha, uh, because the color of the liqueur is red, not really black. So before I taste this, I'm actually gonna load in the second steeping that's going to take three minutes as well. Normally for Japanese green teas we do a slightly different method where we do one minute for the first brewing, 20 seconds for each subsequent brewing, but for these teas I've been trying to stick to the uh, parameters because these are very unfamiliar to me. So we're in uncharted waters here and I like to stick to the guidebook so to speak. So let's go ahead and have a taste of this. First of all, the aroma coming off of it is, is quite nice. It's very woody, a little bit nutty, like sweet chestnut and uh, almost like mahogany or like antique wood. Mm. Yeah, it's quite sweet. Not sweet compared to some black teas that I've had in the past, but the sweetness is definitely there. So most recently I've had a Darjeeling, a first flush Darjeeling, which is known as being a very light and sweet black tea. And this is certainly less sweet than that one. But what I really like about it is it's much more bold and full-bodied. So you really get this well-rounded taste profile, um, really rounded out by kind of these uh, bold, almost like, almost apricot notes, almost peach notes, which for me is kind of, just given what I like, is kind of the, the high mark for uh, a Japanese, or sorry, a, a black tea in general, is kind of how much of these kind of peachy, apricot notes, because that's 
personally what I like in a tea. This starts to go in that direction, but it doesn't quite get there fully. So the, the flavor is sweet. The initial sip kind of makes you believe that it's going to go in a much sweeter direction, but then it kind of stops short. So it falls a little bit short in terms of the sweetness, but still very good. And we won't get into the price of this tea, but rest assured it's very affordable and uh, definitely a good deal based on what I'm tasting here because there are many teas that taste similar that are three times the price that I've had. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost starting to get this uh, kind of citrusy, almost like if there is any bitterness, it's kind of like a grapefruit peel. It's kind of a very citrusy bitterness in the finish. Not too overpowering, but definitely there to kind of round out and, and make the, the finish a little bit cleaner, which I like. So there is fruit here. It's peach. It's a little bit of orange, a little bit of grapefruit. Very nice. The initial sweetness is very strong, but it kind of dissipates quickly. That would be my only criticism. Okay, so here's the second brewing. If anything, maybe it's a little bit darker. Yeah, I would say a little bit darker. It tastes much more bold. Just like other teas that I've had in the past, this is kind of what I was expecting. The sweetness kind of dissipates in the first brewing of the tea, particularly when you go a little bit longer here. And uh, the second brewing is more bold. It has more character to it overall, but it's kind of lacking that sweetness of the first brewing. And this is definitely not to say that this is a bad thing. Some people actually prefer more of these bold flavors, particularly in a black tea. And definitely it's drifting more into the kind of antique wood notes. So less of this peach, less of this apricot, more of the earthy, woody notes. If there is a bitter finish in this one, instead of being citrusy, it's actually more like carob. So like the coffee substitute. I've had some a little while back, so my memory's not so fresh on it, but this is kind of what struck me about this tea is it kind of has that short, um, bitter finish, but it's pleasant, actually. It rounds out the character. It makes you feel like you're drinking a really uh, bold cup of tea, which is the purpose of it being used as a coffee substitute. So just a quick recap. The first brewing was sweet, but not quite as sweet as some of the teas I've had in the past, some of the black teas. Uh, definitely a little bit peachy. Uh, got some bitterness in the finish, so like a citrusy grapefruit bitterness. Overall, I liked, I liked this first brewing better, and the second brewing was much more bold and full-bodied, a little bit darker. Uh, the bitter finish was more of carob, or coffee even. And overall, the second brewing would be better for people that don't necessarily care about the sweetness in their black tea, but they really want a bold cup, maybe in the morning, or as a coffee replacement, or something like that. So, definitely glad I explored this tea. Uh, this is definitely something that's new for me. I've never really had a tea from Georgia before, at least not that I know of. Uh, so definitely a good experiment for me and for you all as well. And hopefully I can do this more in the future, explaining different kind of more rare teas that are a little bit outside of my expertise. Because normally I focus on Japanese green teas because at NEO this is what we specialize in, traveling around Japan, looking for the best organically grown Japanese green tea. So this tends to be what I spend the most time on, but it's always fun to challenge myself and explore teas that I'm not so familiar with. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you liked this video. If you did, be sure to hit the thumbs up and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd really appreciate it. And if you're looking for Japanese green tea, I think you know where to find us. Uh, but until then, we'll see you next time.